Welcome to A Better Way Financial Radio with Frank and Nick Guida. If your intentions are to provide for your children or grandchildren after you're gone, you really need to make sure you do the proper planning. But the Motley Fool's David Gardner says most people do not. 70% of all efforts to transition wealth to the next generation fail. That might be because it disappears or because they lose control. And if they do, that's often not through their own fault. It might be yours. Okay, not the happiest thing. So it sounds like he's saying our intentions are good, but we're missing some of the critical details. So can you talk uh, talk to us a little more about proper estate planning? Yeah, I uh, I think a lot of people out there, you know, need to kind of just take a little bit of an educational dive into estate planning and the transition of money and, and how that actually works. Basically, when you have an investment account and you have a primary beneficiary on an investment account, that money will, when you die, will go to whoever you named as primary beneficiary of that account. And that would supersede anything that you might have written in any will or trust. So let's say Sally is the primary beneficiary on your account and John is you know, the, uh, the beneficiary on your will. Well, the investment account, you know, when you die, will go to Sally. It won't go to, you know, the, the other person, whoever I just said, you know, for the will. Yeah. So it's important to know that whoever you have as primary beneficiaries on investment accounts will go there, you know, but as far as basically the house, you know, any real estate that you own, any private possessions that you have, usually bank accounts as well, kind of get lumped into the will or a trust. So the will uh, will go through the probate process, you know, which is kind of a legal process, you know, where they are able to, you know, kind of goes through the courts and then, you know, you have uh, your beneficiary. Go ahead. You want to you avoid probate, correct? Yeah, uh, it depends, really. Um, you know, probate's not a bad thing if you have like a real simple type of estate where let's say you have a ma and pa and then they have one child. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you can get away with a will on a very simple estate like that if it's kind of an I love you situation where if he dies, all this stuff goes to, to the wife and then it trickles down to the to the child. A will is pretty much fine if, if that's your scenario. But you know, you definitely need a trust if you don't trust the people that you're leaving the money to not to fight over it when you're gone. So that's kind of when you need a trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to, um, you know, let's say you want to leave money to the grandkids or something, and let's say you pass away and the grandkids are only like 10 years old, you know, do you really want them to have all of that money, you know, as soon as they, you know, basically turn 18 years old or, or do you want them to maybe space that money out over a period of time? You know, because I know that there's plenty of people out there that are listening that like, Hey, if, if you inherited, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars when you're 18 years old, that might not be the best thing ever for your health. Right. You know, so that could certainly, um, you know, be a life changer in a bad way for some people at that age because of maturity factors. So, you know, if you're going to be leaving, you know, a good amount of money and, and assets and estate to very young people, you know, you may want to tie different things onto it, you know, say, okay, well, we're going to give you this allotment if you finish college or you reach this certain age or, or whatever the case may be. It is your money. It is your wishes. And you can have a trust drawn up to be able to handle that. Another thing that's important as well is if you have a disabled child, uh, you know, some type of mental condition, you'd certainly absolutely want to have a trust for any finances that that child receives because otherwise they won't get disability in many cases. Disability is security. 
so there is a lot that goes to it, but uh, but if you need to kind of hone in on your estate planning, that's something that you know we take a look over here at A Better Way Financial to make sure that all people's ducks are in a row, and that's something that we review with our clients on a, on a pretty regular basis. You know, because every five years, you kind of want those estate documents taken a look at to make sure that they're updated, or if there's any changes that have happened, or any real estate or business sales that have occurred. Well, we need to take those out of the uh, the will or the trust or wherever the case may be. So these are kind of living documents that you want to always have up to date and you always want someone other than yourself to have a view of, you know, or access to be able to know where your account information is and who your advisors are or accountants or people like this or your state attorney. Because, um, you know, if, if God forbid you were to pass away suddenly, you know, you want to make it easy on your beneficiaries and, and the people that you love to uh, be able to have just complete access to, you know, to what you have and where it is so that they're not scrounging around and running around, you know, with chickens with their heads cut off, trying to go through your financials to be able to be able to try to locate all the money. You know something, uh, this past weekend, I had a conversation with my parents. I talked to them a number of times a week and they're both retired. And we had a conversation about the estate for the first time ever. Wow, that's a big step. It was it was kind of bizarre too. I mean, they because <laughs> we've never talked about it. I I know it's something inevitable that's going to happen because they're my mom's in her late seventies, my dad's in his early eighties. So, mm-hmm. and they brought it up and had this conversation. It was really it was a short conversation, and but it's something I needed to hear. And they explained exactly where everything's going to go. And it was really simple. I just have one sibling, an older sister, so it's going to be between us. But I, yeah, I guess it's important. I, I don't really care about all that stuff, but it's still having the conversation made it really real. Yeah, and it's a good thing, I think. You know, I bet you were appreciative, right, on having that conversation with mom and dad? Absolutely. They, they even asked me. They said, well, I mean, we can talk about it later. I said, no, no, let's just... Let's talk about it. You started it. So uh, let's talk about it. And Mm -hmm. it was a short, sweet conversation. And, you know, it kind of brings things to light that it's it's going to happen. So it was kind of sobering, should I say. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a part of life. You know, I mean, we have this money, you know, that we we live, you know, with and and when we're gone, we we have certain objectives and goals because, you know, we put in all that time to earn that money. So whoever your heirs are should do whatever it is that your goals are, you know, so and if you don't trust the person to, you know, that you're leaving those assets to, to be able to act within reason and and be able to carry out your wishes, that's when, you know, that's when it needs to be revisited on wills and trusts and different things like that, so that you can make sure that whoever you're leaving your assets to is going to to carry out your wishes as you planned. You know, for instance, um, you know, that I've seen situations where some people who are planning on receiving assets are planning on doing something different with those assets than what the people who are leaving those assets want them to do, which is a huge problem, right? You know, yeah. so so you certainly, you know, want to make sure that those, those assets are, are, and those wishes are being carried out and there's really no better way to do that you know, then estate planning official documents. Nick, I came across an uh, Motley Fool article titled The Five Retirement Rules to Live By. And one of their rules was to make your money last. So obviously that's fair enough, but it's easier said than done. Now, do you have any suggestions how we can make our money last for 20 to 30 years of retirement? Because people are actually, you know, you know this very well, living a lot longer than they used to say, 20, 30 years ago. How do you make this money last even 
Longer than 30 years, possibly. There's a lot of ways to do it. Basically, when, when people are taking a look at making their money last, they want to make sure that they're going to have some guaranteed income coming in because, um, you know, between Social Security and pensions and, you know, there's even types of annuities that can guarantee lifetime income for yourself uh, that kind of serve as a pension that, you know, has a has a cash value to it that can slowly go down over time. But even if that cash value ever ran out, that you would still have the income coming in no matter what. So if you have really long lifelines and you're really healthy and you you know you want to be able to have that guaranteed income well that's a conversation that you would need to have with you know your fiduciary advisor to make sure that that is implemented so that that income need can be nice and guaranteed and safe and taken care of for you so there are some insurance products or annuities that can accomplish those types of things for you if people want to basically use the 4% rule kind of stands the test of time where if they're taking 4% out of their portfolios uh, you know, they should never run out of money given, uh, you know, reasonable market performance and, you know, low cost uh, types of investments and, um, and you know, just the kind of a good moderate type of mix of, um, you know, of, of good investments. So so if the people that are, are the ones that get in trouble are the ones that do sporadic spending and they spend sometimes in some years way more than the 4% or 5%. Mm-hmm. And so the people that get in trouble are, are the ones that aren't organized, that don't know exactly how much they're, they're spending and that they're overdrawing their accounts in their portfolio or they don't have any guarantees built into their portfolio or maybe they're taking too much market risk and uh, let's say they have everything in equities or everything in the stock market. Well, I don't think any good financial advisor would tell you that at age 65 or 70 or 80 years old that you should have everything in your portfolio allocated to the stock market. I think that would be a very a very you know dumb move for for any advisor to tell people that that's what they should be doing you know so it's not uh, it's not suitable for people to have that much exposure because when you take a look at bear market cycles they typically average you know drawdowns of in that 35 to 40% range you know and if you got a million dollars and then all of a sudden you have 600 or 650,000 dollars that can be a major game changer for you especially if you're drawing income from those accounts so having things in the portfolio that will protect your money to the downside of market risk is really important you know rather than just trying to swing for the fences on on the entire portfolio find out more at a better way financial Investment advisory services offered through a Better Way Financial LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. A Better Way Financial is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Frank and Nick Guida. NPN Insurance License Number 1978362 and Number 1636478.